That's awesome. Yeah, let's just fucking do this, dude. We've been fucking working up to this shit for not just months, but years. Years. <laughs> <laughs> Four years. Four years. So, um, yeah, let's just get right? into this. After we after the, this one minute of bantering in the beginning, <laughs> what are they doing? What are they doing? <laughs> All right. Well, hello and welcome to Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Saylet. And this is Kalina. And we are a podcast who reads and reviews paranormal romance novels. And this is our 100th episode, Woo! people. <laughs> so we're doing something slightly different, and that is just... Usually before we record, we have a little bit of a planning session and either a little fun session or a bitching session. We just did kind of do whatever. <laughs> but we decided two minutes after seeing each other's faces on Zoom that we would just fucking hit record, guys. Yeah. This is it. You get us raw. We are raw right now. <laughs> <laughs> we just wanted to do something special for our 100th episode. And so this is what you get. <laughs> yeah. So from the last episode, we said there wasn't any particular book, obviously, that we're going to read. So what we're what we decided to do was just go over all of our favorites from the past 100 episodes, 99 episodes. Mm -hmm. All of our favorites, some of the stuff we've learned in the four years we've been podcasting um, about books, about podcasts, about ourselves, some shit like mm -hmm. that. You yeah. know, just basically our journey yeah. for four years to this spot. Yeah. So we thank all of our listeners that have been coming back to us and those of you that have been giving us reviews and reaching out to us, giving us suggestions. All of our authors that have done incredible interviews with us mm -hmm. and the future ones that are coming oh, yeah. up We've next year. We've got some planned for next We've year. We've got some so. on the books. So we're excited for all of that. But we're just going to shoot the shit and just get ready for stuff, um, <laughs> you know. Today as we are recording my boys turn eight, eight i was gonna say eight o'clock my boys turn eight years old <laughs> they, they don't turn eight o'clock and this is our last episode of the year right yes yes this episode is hitting everyone's ears on december 29th 2021 yeah so we hope you guys had a great holiday and happy fucking new year <laughs> yeah so we're celebrating a lot of couple different things here um lots yeah yeah this is amazing so uh, what do we do do we just get into it do we just I think oh. I, don't know. I wanted to tell you something. I oh, wanted yeah. to tell you that I, from your recommendation the last episode, uh -huh. I watched Love Hard last night. Yeah. <laughs> it's so different and so cute. Isn't it cute? It's like a fucking cornucopia of all the love movies that you've ever <laughs> seen. And Die Hard. And like, Die Hard. <laughs> all, like all of it all together. And it's so, I just love, I love the diversity that's in that, that cast. And, you know, just like, it's not the typical faces that you would see. No. You know? It isn't. And it's really is fun it and i is. liked some of the more um like his brother that actor i don't i don't remember his name the one who played owen yeah yeah usually such a serious role and stuff but he was playing kind of a like yeah like he was still serious like a serious character but he was like trying to be in control of everything and like they made him kind of goofy by like he was he's the um what uh the comic like the, the, the oh. comic you know like He's the straight guy to all that they could now joke off of because they're like, look at how over the top and ridiculous this man is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like when they were caroling and shit. Oh, my God. That, I loved that scene. Yeah. Oh, like I was dying. I want that version of the um, yes. baby. It's cold outside. The when perfect, he's like, the perfect oh, anti-rape version yes, of it. Where yes, he just, it 
He's like, I'll make it less rapey. I won't make it rapey at all. He changed <laughs> just, all the words and they were so oh, good. They were so good because he was just pretty much like, I don't think you could take a hint. Leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so good. That was my favorite part. That, but you're right. That actor there. Uh, it, it Like, they pulled different, different sort of like, not scenes, but I guess scenes from different movies. So like that brother mm-hmm. that played Owen, mm-hmm. he reminded me a lot of the brother, I think Brendan. No, not Brendan. I don't even remember his name. From Step Brothers, who was like the pompous brother mm-hmm. who thought he had everything and it was just always making fun of Will Ferrell and I'm blanking on his name right John now. John C. Riley. Yes, him. I, it was just so cool. And then they had Love Actually references, yes. Die Hard and it, it was just, it was so good. They just, like, gathered all of these really cute, great movies together and built this funny piece. So, good recommendation. Thank you. Was, I enjoyed it so much. Yes. I thought it was a fun, like, at first I just thought it'd be, like, kind of cheesy, uh, you know, Christmas movie. But I think it was, it's one of the better ones because it has a lot more, like, depth to it. That mm-hmm. end scene at the restaurant where it all blows up, I almost couldn't finish. I was so, like, secondhand embarrassed. I was, like, dying. I was like, no. Oh, God. Uh, I would rather die than go through this. <laughs> there was so much happening. And she just kept digging herself in deep and deep and deep. And then finally, Tag was like, I think it's interesting that you are pissed off at... Um, mm-hmm. Josh. Josh. For catfishing you online when you're catfishing me face to face. Exactly. She didn't like any she's of not the genuine. things she was pretending to like. No. Whereas the, at least the only thing Josh faked was that photo. Like exactly. it wasn't him. But the rest of like their interactions, their conversations, their history, like that was mm-hmm. real. That was him and who he is. He just doesn't look the way she thought, which is yeah. a problem. You know, don't do that. But she <laughs> was reinventing herself entirely into somebody that isn't realistic to date this mm-hmm. tag guy who, no thanks anyway, but... <laughs> Yeah, and every time she did it, I was like, why is he not throwing this in your face? Because you're doing even Mm -hmm. worse than what Josh did to you. Like, it's crazy that you're doing this, that you're pretending to rock climb and like bobsledding and eat meat. And read Thoreau, like she, you know, because she actually hated that author and... Yeah, Stop, and so. all these different things. It's just so... It was a it really was, good, yeah, yeah. Good meaning, good, like... It was cute. Yeah, it was cute. Cute mm-hmm. movie. Like it. Yeah, so, yep. <laughs> Watch it if you guys want to go and just get a cute little good feel kind yeah. of movie. If you're not already Christmas movied out by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, I mean, this recording is before Christmas, so we can't talk about any celebrations that we've had before that, but we just hope everybody had a really safe and nice holiday and that everybody's healthy and well. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, everyone. Yeah. So let's do this. Yeah, we should do that. We should. We should, we should so, do something. <laughs> so we've have, we've come up with like ten or so categories that we picked our favorite, either like characters, books, or episodes for. So we can share with you kind of a review of what we've done for the past couple of years, the things that we've really liked, and then I think we'll get into some of the stuff we've learned and you know what we like want to go forward with for this podcast and everything. So I don't know. You want to just start with the first one? Like, should we, we start just, at the top or no? Let's start at the top. I mean, we're we gonna start at list. the top. <laughs> We've got our spreadsheet up. We there are fucking no ready to go. No particular order, but None. this will be the one we go with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So our favorite episode. 
This one's super fresh, and obviously we could see the spreadsheet, and we both have the exact same answer for this one. But I, I, I did go back mm-hmm. and try to listen and try to remember from episode one what our episodes were and stuff. And our interviews, obviously, are always real interesting, and I love those ones. But goddamn, episode 98, Love and Other Wild Things by Molly Harper, was hands down probably the best. It, it was the funnest one to record. I remember us being completely delirious. <laughs> It was fun as shit to edit, and then to listen to it again oh, was... <laughs> it's such a good episode. I don't know. Sometimes you just nail things, and it's, mm-hmm. that was one of them. One of our friends, Chi, who we talk about, she listened, and then she texted us later, was like, were you guys drunk? <laughs> <laughs> no. And we weren't. I hadn't even had anything to drink. I mean, we do the recordings now at, like, noon, so I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's possible, but no, I wasn't. Mm -hmm. I just think that book, I think Molly Harper brings out, like, her books are so easy to read and so Mm -hmm. fun and, like, fun to talk about. Like, they just, it's part of this genre that I love so much that we've discovered over the years, some of our authors more so than others, but I love the part that doesn't take itself very seriously. Mm -hmm. These books are about fucking non-existent magical (laughs) creatures that fall in love with sometimes people, sometimes other magical creatures. It's not meant to be serious. You can't be serious about that. you can't. It's crazy. You can't. And and one of our recent episodes, we were talking about how sex is... Actually, I don't even know if it was a recent episode because I just listened to a million of our episodes. But one of our episodes, you talked about how sex is just fun and it should be funny and it shouldn't be so serious and taken so seriously. And so these books really bring that out. It's super weird. And when you really think about it, (laughs) it's it's like a strange, awkward thing. And so if you aren't getting like, if you aren't laughing about it, you're taking it too seriously. Way too seriously. (laughs) It's a real strange thing we do. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I I mean, I was hoping to find a different episode from you but honest like i had another one in mind um and the pieces of that episode will come up in some of my lists going forward but to be just honestly even though it was only two episodes ago it literally is my favorite episode we've Mm -hmm. recorded it is us at our just peak hilarity yes i don't know if everyone else will find it nearly as funny as we do (laughs) but how many times have you and i bantered back and forth and think that we're just the funniest fucking people Fucking funniest. Especially when we're on like chat with Emily and she's like, I don't I, get you guys. I don't I understand know. you guys. Why is she even our friend? I don't get it. She doesn't. I can't wait for her to listen to this episode. Oh, me too. I can't wait to I want to be like, Emily, it. stop what you're doing. Skip ahead and listen to 98. You have to. <laughs> Oh, man, we went off on all sorts of tangents, talking about raccoons, sex at Emily's house. I mean, just, oh, it was great, guys. It was great. So highly recommend you guys check out 98 if yeah. you haven't So if you've already. missed it somehow, go back. Listen. Yeah. It's really worth it. Unless you don't like it when we laugh, then yeah. I don't know. Why are you here? <laughs> Why are you here? Because that's all we fucking do. That's an interesting choice you're making in life. Okay. <laughs> I support you and your decisions. <laughs> When I edit, I do try to take out some, like, if it's just way too long of a laugh, oh, yeah. obviously, or if it's too loud or just something, I clip some of it because, you know, I obviously I still want it to be genuine, but I don't want it to go on forever. But this episode, some of them I just kept because it was just too damn funny. And it was just like, <laughs> it was, that's just us to a T yeah. all the time. So God, and I love Molly Harper. Yes. Fucking yes. hilarious. Absolutely. All right. So next, we'd like to discuss our favorite book we've read. So we've done 
over 99 books, because sometimes we had a couple of episodes, especially in the beginning couple of years, where we would do two books an episode. We haven't done that lately, because I'm like, why are we doing this to ourselves? <laughs> well, I think at first we were doing shorts, and so like the, the novellas, so we thought maybe we could do two together, because we were so used to the eight-hour, 12-hour books. Yeah, and we're like, so, oh, a four-hour book just isn't enough to talk about. Yeah. Bullshit, of course it well, is. It's plenty to talk about. So, like the Cougar series, we, I know, we split yes. those in two. Yeah. But yeah, we have done over 99 episodes or books. Yeah. So we have a lot of books to choose from. I do not think my book will come as a surprise to anyone who's been <laughs> with us since the beginning. Um, <laughs> this book had a very long anticipation because <laughs> I was saying for three years, I can't wait till we get to this book. <laughs> yes. From the very fucking beginning. <laughs> from pretty much episode mm-hmm. three or four. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I can't wait till we get to this book. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, oh, God damn it. These are read books. <laughs> yes. We're never going to fucking get to them. <laughs> and that is why it did take a full three years. <laughs> No. <laughs> yes uh, for us or four it did almost four i think to get almost to actually, four yeah yeah to actually Episode, get because we just yeah. did it this this technical season this year four but it is kiss of fate by deborah cook it's the third mm-hmm. book in the Dragonfire series by her and it was the one with eric and elaine mm-hmm. and that was one of our best episodes too that almost was my favorite episode um ah uh, yeah we had a i mean that's one of our longest episodes <laughs> That was. I could talk about that book for probably eight more hours. <laughs> so, guys, that was episode eighty-two, and yes. the, I remember the recording. The recording was over two hours long, <laughs> and I'm like, "How the fuck am I going to edit this?" Because you're right, there were a lot of really good pieces that we had in there, but I wasn't going to keep everybody on for two hours. But it was one of our longer ones, so I yeah. enjoyed that one too. I I enjoyed because while you're always just like. You're always genuine and you're always you in this mm-hmm. in this podcast. This one really brought out not an alter eagle or anything like that. Not eagle. I said eagle. Mm-hmm. Alter ego. Oh, <laughs> but just something so sincere and so just damn cute about how excited you were to tell me about the blue nail polish. And I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I I was close it, with the hair bun thing, which you're totally in a fucking hair bun right now. <laughs> I've always been a hair bun. Yes. <laughs> but that didn't have anything to do with the book. No. Yes, I know. Uh, yeah, the nail polish. And that's such a... <laughs> what a weird thing so to have silly. held on to for... God, what did we decide? Probably close to uh, 12 years or so. Because mm-hmm. those books, I think, came out in like 2008 or so when I yeah, first they're... read them. And now okay. we are this many years past and I still paint my toenails <laughs> blue because of a thing I read in a book. Always. <laughs> I love it. Always. I love that episode. I mean, it's it's a good one, but that book itself is just, it is my all time. It's probably the romance book I've read the most because I've read it many times before we finally got to it for the episode. I've reread it mm-hmm. a dozen times maybe. I just love that book. Yeah. I love Eric and Eileen. Of the... Mm. What are they called? The Dragon Fire? Dragon. Uh, the Pyres. The Pyres of this series of Deborah Cooks. This one is my favorite of the three that we read. Yes. Because Eric's the leader. And for some reason, I just have this really weird attraction to the hot, grumpy leader. strong, grumpy <laughs> men in charge. strong, grumpy ones. <laughs> yeah. 
My favorite was episode 33, First Grave on the Right by Dorinda Jones. I did go back and listen to a little bit just to, I guess, to refresh my memory of why I loved it so much. And I still can't explain why. But every single time I think about this book, I just get really emotional. There's something weird about Reyes, something very attracting about him. And he he's the son of the devil, you guys. He's the son of mm-hmm. Satan. <laughs> and <laughs> the main character, of course, I don't remember any, I don't remember her name, <laughs> is Death. She's the Grim Reaper. Yeah. And they just have this weird, unlikely attraction to each other. And they already sort of love each other. And he has been protecting her for so long. And they still have never truly met. They only meet in like a portal form or in dream form or just, you know, something that's not actually tangible. Yeah. But the, I just, I fell in love with the story. I really liked the main character. Uh-huh. Shit, I feel really bad not remembering her name. But uh, I don't know. Something about it just totally pulls me to it. And, and whenever I do get it's, a request. It's Charlie you know, David. In. Oh, thank you, Charlie. Hey, we've I know, right? Charlie's. How, how, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. We've got two favorite Charlies here. Mm-hmm. So I always try to recommend this book because it's the one that just pops up in my head. So obviously, it's there for a reason. That's yeah. awesome. I barely remember this book. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> I know we read it. <laughs> I do know that. Yeah, she's she's a grim reaper. She finds out in the book like she didn't know it prior right, right? Mm-hmm. i think no there was always something going on with her as she was a little you know she she is a paranormal sort of cop investigator at her uncle's firm or see i remember vaguely as well or he's a cop uh-huh. or something um she's a detective she can also see ghosts i believe uh, i think she did i think she i saw think ghosts. she talked to like three different ghosts who wanted her to solve their murders their, their murders okay yeah yeah i yeah i liked it i do remember liking it i actually have some other books by dorinda jones mm. that are in this series that i have like a uh, bad day for sunshine i've been meaning to read we need to put this series back on our list. I was just going to suggest why? that and say them. Like, why haven't Ooh. we done it? As, as much as I think I love it, I feel like <laughs> we should probably go on to book two and figure out we what's going on. <laughs> finally, we should figure that out. We should do that. Stay tuned for the end of next year. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah stay, yeah, stay tuned for two more years because I've scheduled everything far in advance. No. <laughs> no, we can squeeze it in. Yeah. But yeah, that's a, it. I do remember liking it. And I think we had a really good conversation about... I think the the top of one of the conversations, was it Kiss? It was either, I think it was our Kiss and Tell, was our views about death, right? I do think so. I think that is part of what we talked about. There are 13 books so far in that series. Oh, wow. There's something about the forbidden love and, you know, the Grim Reaper and the Son of Satan probably should not be mated. (laughs) (laughs) Even though it seems pretty obvious. Yeah, right? (laughs) Who am I to say? But yeah, so yeah, we'll do that. Let's put it back on okay. the list, and we'll uh, we'll get back to that series, and we'll see how we how we like Charlie and Reyes in the next book. Yeah, awesome, cool. All cool. right. So our next one is who our favorite man is out of all of the over ninety nine books we've read. Which ones do we want the most, or the mm-hmm. one? The one. The one. Yeah, only choose one. Because, yeah, there's a lot. But if we can only <laughs> pick one, I'm picking Berg mm-hmm. from episode 22 mostly. I mean, he's been in some of our other episodes because it's the Hot and Badgered book by Shelley Lawrenston, the, the, the Honey Badger series done 
in this timeline, we've done three. We have one more coming up in a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he pops in and out, but he's really, he's one of the main partner, you know, characters in the first book. And it's his and, and Charlie's love story. Mm-hmm. And he's just this giant ass security bear that like i think charlie practically falls into his arms naked like from a balcony and like after that it's just done he's done he can't Mm -hmm. he can't stay away from this chick and he is so in love with her and he does anything he can that she needs him to do all for her everything and anything and he's just a giant tall hairy bear (laughs) and i fucking love him And he was so sweet with his approach. Uh, maybe oh. a little bit cautious because she's a honey badger. <laughs> or, you know, even though yeah, she's they're never, slightly insane. You know, they're a little crazy. And Charlie in particular, she's like the strongest person in yeah, she, all of the books that we've ever read. You know, yeah. <laughs> she really is. <laughs> She'd kick so, yeah. everybody else's ass. Oh, she'd just honestly. murder people left she and right would. with no hesitation. And you're like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but no, Berg is so good. Oh. I really and like I guess I know you guys don't know it yet, but the fourth book's coming in an episode or two, and he's in it a couple times, and it's just like every time he's in the book, I'm just like yes, Berg. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my favorite of all the ones we've ever read. I want Berg. I want Spade from from episode twenty three, First Drop of Crimson by mm-hmm. Janine Frost. Uh, you guys, this was the episode of our most favorite is masturbation scene. Oh, it's such a good where one. Where he's in the shower and she's watching him because for some reason the shower is in her side of the room. Not for some reason. He planned it. And, you know, he needs yeah. to wash off the day. So he goes in there, takes a shower, has a shower boner. Keeps like, the work. light, like, just yeah, on the shower. The, like, on. completely glass, clear shower that's yeah. in the bedroom somehow. And he's, <laughs> he's a vampire, right? Yes. Yeah, and he's a vampire. So obviously he could hear her heart beating and he knows that she's awake (laughs) and she's like trying not to watch but she can't help it because he's fucking hot and showering right in front of her as she's pretending to sleep uh it was great fucking good so good also, he's super nice. He's wasn't he wasn't an overly masculine character. No, and and, and he is also just trying to help her. Like, yeah, she had some curse, and he was helping her find out about who murdered somebody, right? And a her curse husband or something. Yeah, so a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have to really. There didn't seem to be any no. strong impetus for the the reason he was helping her. He just wanted to, and then like the more time they spent together, the more he was like, mm-hmm. I really like this chick, I and. A lot, yeah. She likes me, but she's not going to admit it. So I'll just jerk off in front of her while she's <laughs> pretending not to watch, and that'll that'll get things moving. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. Oh, uh, oh why do we down. like masturbation scenes oh, so much? Why is that? And I just I don't and, know. This one opened the fucking floodgates for it, though, because I think this was the first one we got. This was definitely our first one because this was twenty three. So this mm-hmm. is actually like really fucking early in our series. That's, yeah, you know, uh, and even like I think this is a good part to talk about our comfortability of talking about our experiences and stuff as mm-hmm. what we've done and done with ourselves and done with our partners. Mm-hmm. And masturbation obviously is one of those taboos, one of those you know full pause that people don't typically talk about out out loud. And so to get one in a scene and early on when you and I are still just expressing ourselves together as friends and to mm-hmm. the world, 
<laughs> you know, but yeah. I think at 23, we were just learning how to get our fucking episodes on an RSS feed. We didn't even know what we were doing. Guys, yeah, it was real early days. So I don't think we even understand microphones yet. No, I don't think we did. We, I think this one's been recorded on your phone. To have that so early on, I think that was like a big stepping stone of, of opening up our curiosity. Oh, so good. Yeah. And our we were honesty both like, about the topic. I and really liked that scene. Yeah. And I think that's the first one I'd ever read in a book. Yeah, it was the like, first even one I ever read. Not for the podcast, just ever. And I was like, damn, shit, mm -hmm. I liked that scene. And then mm -hmm. we've had a couple since and I've been like, yes. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> Beauty and the Professor was a good close call oh, one one, but that one's oh, not God. That was not paranormal. No, but and that it doesn't one was really matter, also but good. Oh, but that one was good too. And then one of the um Cougar, one of yes. the Cougar Creek ones. When he was on the had, back porch. Uh, the fourth one I wanna say? The I think it either the third Cougar. or the fourth. It was the second two that we yes, did. Yes, that was episode fifty five. Yeah. That one. <laughs> <laughs> that one was fucking good too. All of them were. They're all good. They're so good. So yeah. Hot, like yeah, just the descriptions that these authors are able to write of men. Oh my god. Self-pleasuring in such a way that is very very enticing to to read. <laughs> yes. And I appreciate the the normality of it. They're just making it so normal that we don't have to feel uncomfortable just thinking about it or reading it, that it is natural and normal for us to feel this way and to get turned on by it. And so yeah. when that happened for this episode, it clicked and I was like, hey, no shame fucking here, you know? Yeah, so, no, it was really good. I loved it. And I also just like appreciate in at least most of them, I think all the ones that I remember, they haven't been unwanted voyeurism. You know, oh, the yes. guys have always been aware that the woman could see them and was like that's fine <laughs> except for the cougar she no? was voyeuring him <laughs> he she, didn't i thought he could tell because he could tell where she was at all times i don't think so i really no? don't think that he he thought that room yeah i don't think so but i think because okay. she'd watched him from you know the forest after she left his house okay and i think she she was embarrassed because she was like oh oh my god <laughs> but she stood and watched anyway <laughs> I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that's that's how I remember uh, it. I, I had in my head that he still smelled her or something. I knew she was there and was like, eh, it's okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that very well could be. It was maybe, maybe ago. not. Who knows? <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. We don't know. So, but yeah, Spade's a good guy. Spade mm -hmm. was one of our favorites. Yeah. So, he's a hottie. Yeah. Um. So, naturally, that leads us to who is our favorite lady in all of our books. And just because I want things to be nice and clean... <laughs> I also like Charlie the most, uh, but the, the hot and badgered Charlie who dates Berg. So they are my favorite individual man, individual lady, but also just my favorite couple because yeah. oh, they're so cute together. And they just, she, Charlie spends her whole life taking care of her sisters and protecting them because mm -hmm. they are left from a very early age unprotected. Their father's a fucking nightmare. And they're all half sisters, so there's all these extra, you know, moms, but mm -hmm. none of them are all that great. Yeah. <laughs> her mom is. Her mom was a really good, good one, but she dies. Yes. Young. It so wasn't she, her fault she was, yeah. No. So she, so Charlie has to take them to her grandfather's wolf pack where she knows they don't really want them because they're three honey badgers. They're not wolves. And she's she's only part wolf and yeah, she can't actually shift. So they're not really too right. thrilled with her anyway. And the other two are unrelated to them. Yeah. So she's just got to spend all of her life just fighting and protecting. There's always somebody trying to kidnap, 
Stevie. Max is always almost getting arrested. You know, people are trying to, you know, intimidate her and kick her out of the wolf pack, take over the pack from her grandfather, shit like that. It's just a, it's a mess constantly. <laughs> and her sisters are supportive and try to help her, but they also a lot of the times cause more trouble. They do. Than they are. Like, they're just not all that helpful sometimes. They let their own shit get in the way. And then she meets Berg, and it's like coming home in a storm, you know? His life is very simple. He just is a giant bear who acts as a security guard for people, you know? He, get, he and his triplets siblings get hired, and they go off, they protect, they come home, they live their lives. It's very easy. It's very non-dramatic. And then he meets this wild woman who's like just spent her whole life running, 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 running. And together they can like be safe space for each other. Like he's there if she needs him. He provides her with a home and a place to be quiet and safe in that she really hasn't had before that no one's trying to take away from her. And it's just so beautiful. Yeah. And so she's an amazing character. I love her. I love her strength and her dedication to her family. Mm -hmm. And I love the two of them together. Yeah. Charlie's one of my top ladies as well. She is uh, particularly because she's got a real high sense of morals. <laughs> and she I mean, knows she's a straight her... up murderer. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're all bad people. <laughs> <laughs> they are bad people. It's like, it's like a Dexter almost. <laughs> it's, yeah, a little bit. But a funny a version. Bit. It's a funnier, a funny, not, sexy version. Not maniacal version of Dexter. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a little bit of a hard time choosing my lady for this one, too. And Charlie, like I said, was definitely up there. But I ended up on Aisling Gray from You Slay Me and Fire Me Up by Katie McAllister. Uh, we did episodes 39 and 86 for this one. And I think a big part of it is the narration by Barbara Rosenblatt. She's got this really gravelly voice and her, <laughs> her, her animation, her mm-hmm. audible animation for each one of the characters is just great. I love, I enjoy listening to her because she, she just makes Aisling sound like a fucking spaz. And she, she is. She she's is. Just, she she's is. uncoordinated. She has. But she is that exact kind of just like kind of bumbling mm-hmm. that puts it all together in the end. It's, yes. you know, it's not like the whole time you're going, how can this person figure anything, <laughs> anything out? Else. She doesn't seem to be able to put <laughs> two and two together in any kind of format. No. <laughs> And barely puts her feet in front of each other on, yeah. a, on, a, on a good day, falling down all over the fucking place. Literally. But, <laughs> literally. <laughs> but still, in the end, she solves a bunch of shit. Like, both books, she solves the mystery or the crime or whatever it is that's happening. She figures out stuff that, like, no one thought she would. And she has connections to people that help mm-hmm. her. And it's just really, she's a very neat character. She is. And she recognizes the connection. Well to some capacity her connection or her relationship to Drake because she knows that she's mated with him but I also like the and this is all obviously this is Katie but you know she creates this faded mate story that confuses us as the reader because they don't actually end up together as faded mates. Ever! Ever! <laughs> they always end up back on different countries at the by, end of the book. By the, the end books. of each book she's <laughs> she like, goes back you, home. I'm leaving and she leaves. <laughs> But they always end up, you know, just like... That's 
really hard for you guys to be fated mate when it you keep is. leaving him. But it's serendipitous <laughs> because they always end up meeting together at some other point or something. And Drake is a really nice dragon. He actually does protect her and they have amazingly fucking good hot sex scenes. Fuck. Yeah, they're they're really good. And I just, I love that she she seems so real and relatable to me because she's just a mess. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you're just a mess, you guys. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> it happens. You can't be perfect and precise all the time. And it's a funny, the, the series, well, at least the first two books so far, and I'm sure the rest of them are too, are pretty funny. So those are good reasons Yes, also. it's kind of that humor that we really, both mm-hmm. so far, yeah, outside, of, outside of our favorite books, because Kiss of Fate's not very funny and neither is, well, no, First Grave on the Right was humorous. There was some humorous parts, some but it humor, did but have it is about very death. serious Every, connotations. A yeah. lot of people kept dying and she had to transition them, so it was a yeah. thing but yeah like the rest we've all picked so far have been really fucking funny mm-hmm. books i think those just are our sweet spot yeah for these yeah. you know not everyone's gonna want that in their romance like no. some people really want the drama. like give me the you know yeah the, the high drama and- the the intensity of a like uh forever ever fucking love yeah and like that but I like humor in my books. Yeah. These aren't real. This is all, well, obviously these aren't real. <laughs> but, <laughs> no. you know, part of why I read this is for the escapism of it. And I think especially nowadays, I'm sure it's, my tastes have waned, waxed and waned over the years. But I feel like right now I could use more humor than ever. <laughs> oh, that's the fucking world. Yeah. Oh, uh, also another side note. It's fucking snowing today, you guys. Our first snow of, of the season. The season. It's it's the Denver latest it's ten. ever snowed yes. in Denver for the first time. And it was almost, we almost broke the record for the longest consecutive days without snow. Uh, we were two so, days shy of it. Oh, we were two days shy. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it is the 10th of December and we got our first snow. Yeah. It's in Denver fucking Colorado. It's and you know crazy. what? It's almost all gone already. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's just like <laughs> a little bit on the grass now. That's it. <laughs> I did drive across town to go pick up my riding ring from getting fixed, and the highways were clear, and <laughs> the roads were, like, yeah. no traffic even. It, yeah. it, it just, you know. But it's a beautiful thing with snow. Sorry, that was another fun thing that we needed to add to. Yes. For this 100th episode, we yes. get a lot of wonderful things all at once. Wonderful things. Okay, next thing, our favorite kiss and tell. Ooh. And thank fucking God for your damn spreadsheet. <laughs> You guys should see this thing is elaborate and fucking beautiful. And Kalina's done an amazing job keeping track of 90% of all of our shit. So year one and year two are kind of like, uh, spotty. Little, it's spotty, spotty, but that's okay. Eventually. But then I was like, oh, we're going to need to know this shit yes. forever. Yes. <laughs> We're going to need to know what yeah. we did mm-hmm. for each episode, and we can't just keep going backwards nope. and trying to listen to them. That doesn't, I don't have time for that. Slipping through a notebook, <laughs> like I've been doing, you know, or flipping through your empty notebooks. My just empty pages of nothing <laughs> with titles yeah. at the top. Exactly. Like, well, that is the book. We'll never. Good, good on you. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed the title. 
So because of your spreadsheets, I was actually able to go back and listen to some of our episodes that I thought maybe I remember what the conversation was about and then listen to it and be like, oh, no, that, that's not one that I wanted to do. So thank you for that. I just it's amazing. And I cool. it, it's helped so much with this. So, so yeah. yeah, what's our favorite kiss and tell? Well, my favorite kiss and tell is from episode 81, The Iron Hunt by Marjorie M. Liu. Mm-hmm. And that one was about what we would tell our younger self. So this one was a little bit more on the serious end. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Something we don't normally do. I mean, both we both have cried on this podcast before, but... Oh, yeah. Some you of know. us quite a yeah. bit. <laughs> so, you know, we have emotions, people. It's there. <laughs> but we had serious conversations about what we would tell our younger selves and, and whether or not we would listen, if we thought we would listen. So mm-hmm. you had some truly sentimental things that you would say and say to your younger self about, don't fucking listen to them. You are fine the way you are. Yeah. And mine was pretty much the same way. I was always deemed to be the bad child of my generation for some reason. I am evil. But I, I, too, would tell myself that keep doing what you're doing. Don't listen to them. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the best advice. It's the fucking hardest to take. It is. It is. <laughs> it is when because it, it's constantly around you. And it's not just like people you they're not strangers. These are people. No. These are your peers. These are your family. You know? Yeah. So and just telling telling yourself not to listen to them is hard. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you got to find you got to find your true self. And it's. I always thought that this was a lot of bullshit, but the older I get, and I'm only days away from my 39th birthday, guys. (laughs) When you guys are listening to this, I have just turned 39 a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. It really, like, no shit. The older you get, like, the easier not giving a shit about other people's, like, opinions of you is. Like, I did not believe that. I, like... People would tell me that as a kid, like when I was young, like it's now it gets easier. And you see older women, especially older women, men are always, it's pretty easy for them to just be like, I don't give a fuck. Or at least they Mm -hmm. pretend to. They may not always in the real world, but at least the facade is there for a lot of guys Mm -hmm. where it's just like, I do what I want and I'm regardless of people. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I'd watch older women like my mom and her, you know, other mom friends. And I always assumed it came from being a mom. I figured Mm -hmm. that that was something you needed the experience of giving up your body bodily autonomy and like mm-hmm. self for a mm-hmm. while in order to realize like it doesn't fucking matter i have other shit to mm. take care of now i'm a mom and since i was never going to be a mom i was like well obviously these people say it's gonna you know i'm gonna <laughs> come into my own when i'm older and i'll you know not care what other people think and i'm like well that probably won't ever happen for me because i'm not going to be a mom right but now i'm almost 40 and i'm like yeah i don't give a fuck about a yeah. lot of things i'm a lot more confident like it really does grow on you and you can grow into yourself in a way that's just really interesting and like just fascinating to experience as you age. And it's, it's very a real positive liberating. experience, I think. Yeah. yeah, it's a liberating feeling. And you're right. So, uh, I had someone once tell me, she goes, you know, they say you get more confident when you get older. And it's not just confidence. Mostly it's that you just don't give a shit anymore. You don't care about what other people think about you. You know, well, you just you realize don't... so much of that is unimportant. It is. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Like, like I have other shit. That, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. You know, no. and I also think, at least for me, and I'm probably for you as well having this experience with the podcast and having you to speak with and other people outside to listen to us and even emily when we do discuss about the episodes (laughs) later on you know seven years later (laughs) we (laughs) it's another opening up opportunity and another opportunity for me to just say fuck it this is who i am and this is who i'm going to be and i should have no shame for it i don't give a shit what you think it is part of i think this podcast has done a lot of that for me because Really, if you had just proposed this idea as something Kalina would take part in, (laughs) 
standalone just a few years ago. <laughs> I think most people who know me would have been like, no, she fucking won't. <laughs> I think you're right. She, there's no fucking way she's going to get on a podcast and talk about her sex life for four fucking years. <laughs> no, you are fiercely private. <laughs> fiercely. But you know what? Who's Emily's more private than you. I know. <laughs> this goes, which is some, so funny. But you're right. I don't think, I think that maybe out of all of the million ideas that we've had for different ventures that we should take together, this mm-hmm. one was far-fetched. But it was so easily it's accessed. A- such, like, well, it was easily, yeah, I think that was it. It was like yeah. the smallest, it took the less, least amount of money and time yeah. <laughs> to actually accomplish and make something. And it, it just, podcasting is easy to do. Yeah. Um, it was mean, hard. There's it was a, a lot of challenges at first, but. There's definitely a learning curve. And, you know, I don't know how to edit for anything. You do all of our editing. So <laughs> if I ever wanted to go do something else with a, you know, a different podcast, I couldn't do it because I don't do the editing. <laughs> I'd have to start over and learn. And be but, like, Cells, um, can you edit this for me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll be so editor. there's uh there's definitely shit to learn, but really in terms of producing a thing and a content, it's really actually quite easy. It is, and so that was nice, and it was something we we did for a solid what nine full months before we put anything up, before we even knew what to fucking do with the episodes. <laughs> we just kept recorded. recording. <laughs> we just had a Google Drive full of episodes. Just and we like had no idea what to or do. something. <laughs> we did. We were good for a while. We were, we were like, good for a long while. We're just gonna talk to each other and maybe maybe nobody ever hears this yeah exactly (laughs) but it's a kind of a therapy almost it's a weird therapy but it's a kind of a therapy because it is you know you get to relive some of the things in your past that are funny or or traumatic or you know just important and it's breaking down some of those barriers and uh like we always say you know like taking the taboo or the you know, um, stigma off of women's sexuality and our own mm-hmm. sexuality because it was not easy, you know, to discuss this stuff growing up. Like women no. didn't do that, and there was still there's even in today's society. I just saw <laughs> a tweet, and I don't know who I cannot reference it. It's one of those things you just scroll and right. scroll and you're scrolling, you see shit, and it was a woman saying, "In our society today." Women and girls are getting fined for trying to cover up more in sports teams mm-hmm. and simultaneously expelled from school for showing their shoulders. Oh. Don't don't ask us why we're fucking pissed. Because <laughs> like that, that con- oh like my complete God. Yeah. confusion for what we're telling women. We're telling girls of like 14, 16, you know, teenagers, you can't have shoulders as a body because it's <laughs> sexualized. And even at your young age. Age when you shouldn't be sexualized you gotta go home because we have no control over men and their thoughts and boys mm. but then you grow up to be a professional sports athlete so like we're mostly this is in reference to um i want to say it was the it was the volleyball was and like the handball it was definitely volleyball one of the volleyball teams mm. and i think there was a handball team or okay. maybe something else some other women's sports team that got fined literally for not wearing Olympics. short shorts yes they wanted oh and a gymnastics team that wore the full body yes, suits instead of the right. leotards. And they I don't think they got fine, but they caught a lot of flack initially for it because people were like, well, that's not traditional. Women need to show more clothes during sport or, or more Less skin clothes, during more sports. Skin. And it's like, no wonder we're so fucking pissed off at you because <laughs> you cannot tell us two contradictory things. Right. You know, we'll never understand because all it is is just policing bodies and it is. sexuality of women and control. It's all It all goes back to that. So anyway, that's all to say that just like conversation 
conversations like this, there's so many other podcasts out right now that are Mm -hmm. women talking about sex, not always about romance books, but there's a bunch of those too, but about sex, sexuality, their experiences. There's Mm -hmm. just a bunch, you know, there's new ones almost all the time I keep seeing. And I just love it because we have to help the next generation be less boxed in and and living under these stigmas, you know, and stereotypes that... It's so hard to break once you have ingrained yeah. like the patriarchal idea into yourself and you think that's the way women should be. It's really hard even individually to be like, no, it's cool that I like sex. It's cool right. that I want to watch a man masturbate. Right. Consensually. Consensually. Yes. <laughs> Not the voyeuristic kind. That. You know. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, all of yeah, it. I love and, it. And I love that we do this. And we use paranormal romance novels as a vessel to talk about it because the stories we have shared on our kiss and tell are true those mm-hmm. are genuinely our stories and ex- our experiences yep. and probably some that we typically would not share with others on a normal conversation so well definitely not just out to however many people I, choose I mean, to listen to this you know <laughs> i wouldn't stand on stage and tell this to the exact same number of people what you don't want to do this on a live show come on <laughs> no i think that'd be really hard <laughs> You and I would both freeze. I'd like it would just have to be like a curtain that I couldn't see the audience and I just <laughs> pretend they weren't fucking there. <laughs> like don't don't laugh or anything, guys. Uh, I can't you can't break this illusion that you don't exist. <laughs> oh, I, it was hard enough doing it in the fucking library when people would walk by the window and be like, Hey, what's going on? Why or how about on? when they like Johnny or uh who was Steve? the other Steve? Was it no, it wasn't Steve. It was Jack. Jack. It was the Jays. The there were Jays. Yeah. yeah. Oh my and, and two like, very hot men. Very attractive dudes. Both of them were very attractive. Very attractive <laughs> men. And that very first time, Johnny was like, I'm just going to sit in here with you guys. And I was like, oh, oh, say uh, let. Oh, say let. We are about to talk about sex. And this I man is right it. there. I, know. I was like, oh, we have an audience. I get to objectify men in front of a man. Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, it was very, very different. But that was another step of us being comfortable with ourselves. That was. And they both were so open to it and so nice about it. And they laughed. Even Johnny. Johnny's in some of our episodes. You can hear him in the background talking. (laughs) You know, and Jack actually, I think maybe once or twice came into an episode. But yeah, and and they were so inviting. And that's the type of support that's helped us grow. And yeah. That was a really good experience. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so all of that is coming from yeah your your favorite kiss and tell the mm-hmm. stuff you wish you could tell your younger self yeah. i just send this podcast back in time <laughs> <laughs> i bet here you go young Wait, kalina don't talk about that figure this shit out <laughs> you're doing this wrong record this put it in a spreadsheet <laughs> um so my favorite kiss and tell isn't as serious but it is still fun <laughs> it is from episode 20, which we read Lyrics Accidental Mate by L. Boone. And it was our oral sex 69 uh, kiss and tell <laughs> episode or, or stories. And I just <laughs> love this because I have the most outrageous 69 story. Yes. And it's legitimately my favorite. St- and I do not mind telling this sex story to people because it is hilarious. It <laughs> and it's is. exactly why. We do this podcast because I just want to tell this story over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> well, give us a little clits notes of okay. it. Okay. So- 
So basically, first time ever trying out the 69 position. I'm really, I'm not super comfortable with it. I'm barely comfortable with oral at this point. With receiving oral. Uh, Like, barely. Like, still probably actually not comfortable, but I'm pretending to be comfortable. (laughs) Because it's just, it's early on, and it's like, you know, still fighting those mental blocks of like, oh, women's bodies are gross and vaginas. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Anyway, so we're, so he's convinced me, and I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, over him, and I'm like, okay, okay, we're gonna, I'm just gonna do this, and it'll be fine, right? And I don't know, it didn't even, like, barely, we barely get started, and I'm just like, this is not fine. (laughs) (laughs) I am not, like, I'm just freaking out about it, and I throw myself off the bed (laughs) to the wrong side, not the open side of the room, but to the one towards the wall. With the furnace or something, right? There was a radiator underneath. radiator. (laughs) Down at the bottom, a little bit rusty, kind of old. Oh, shit. And I slipped down the side of the bed in the wall. Naked, upside down, and cut my shoulder on the radiator. <laughs> so I'm stuck upside down between the wall and the bed, flailing around naked. After having just literally, like, thrown myself off him. Like, ah! oh <laughs> I have God. to get away. <laughs> I think I've heard this story, like, 14 times. And it's brand new to me every single time. And just as fucking funny. <laughs> it's just, it's so crazy. Like, I was like, and it's so embarrassing. <laughs> And he had to, like, rescue me, and I was just like, sorry about that. <laughs> I, I could just see it. <laughs> no explanation. It just happens. <laughs> but I don't think we'll do that again, and we never did. <laughs> you you know what? Your, your beard animal has to be a panda bear. Because <laughs> they're just adorable when they're, like, tumbling all over the place, <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're so... Like- they're clumsy and just yeah <laughs> just, they fall off logs and roll down a hill yeah that's me <laughs> and they're like butts sticking up in the air legs flying all over the place yeah so that's, i just i honestly don't remember your story at all from that episode but i definitely remember mine <laughs> well yours was much more memorable i i don't i don't remember mine either mine was just it just, yeah. Oh, it I may, I, this one might have been the one where I was just like, what? You've never heard of 96? Yes, this absolutely <laughs> was the episode where you created a whole new thing. Which is just two people back to back, back to back with their butts on each other's heads, which is so stupid. And I didn't realize what I was seeing <laughs> having that <laughs> And you were talking about, like, having him on top, and I was just yes. convinced that's how you would you die. You were like, no. I was like, no, no, That's no. not a thing. That's Don't absolute- do it. I'm sure it is a thing. I absolutely believe people do it, but I am convinced oh, it's also how, how I would die, because the, the dick would just get stuck in my throat and the balls on my face, and I would be, I'd suffocate to death. <laughs> well, yes, yes, you know, that is a way. I just do not want that. I just can't picture that ever being an acceptable thing. It's 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 the worst way to do the 69. It's not the best way to do it. It's doable, but not recommended. <laughs> Cuz you just I mean, you can't have you can't have that control. You just can't. It's not there. No. Anyway. You know? Oh god, that was a funny fucking. <laughs> and we just re- we recreated re- it for you guys basically. That was it. Yeah, that was it. But if you want to, you can listen to it episode 20. Totally. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Such a fucking good one. <laughs> 96, so stupid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 96, and I was like, what? Yeah, nobody knew. 
Um, <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, so for our next one is a favorite fun fucked fact, which promptly follows all of our kiss and tells. So this is appropriate. Yes. Hey, this is actually where I have <laughs> the Badger series. Yes. I, I needed to put the Badger series in this somewhere because mm-hmm. it is one of my favorites. While I didn't enjoy the first one at first, I do now and I love them all and I fucking love the sisters. Episode 41 in the Badger Way by Shelley Lawrenston were when you read about panda facts. So speaking of pandas. Yes. And that's where we discovered they made panda porn. So yeah, They could show the pandas because they barely ever have sex. And they just and don't care. They cannot, they cannot be bothered to procreate. They're like, meh. No. Ah, but you hard. have to shove them porn <laughs> and coax them to fuck each other. <laughs> Panda porn. I just can't. Can you imagine watching Do you think they like show Panda foreplay? With like. <laughs> I can't even imagine cells. I just, it has to just be films of pa- of other pandas fucking. I just has to be. That's what it no, has to it be, No, it totally, right? it totally does. Oh, I and love it. it. <laughs> yeah, I had uh, a lot of fun with that one. <laughs> that, that's a good fun fuck fact. That one's entertaining. Um, mine was episode 54 for Chase Me by A.D. Award, and it is nine reasons curvy girls are better in bed. Mm, yes. Ooh. To be fair, I don't honestly remember that article, but I do know that I was really <laughs> happy with that article when I first read it, no, it <laughs> and was I wanted a good to share article. it on the podcast. <laughs> it was a very good article. Yeah. It, it, it brought us joy and confidence, really. You know? Yeah. It's two curvy because girls. It's true. Yeah. I mean, not to say that skinny women aren't good in bed either. It's really no, no. not meant to be about no. comparing women to other women. It's no. more just being sex positive for all body types. Exactly. And the, yeah, the societal idea like, well, big people shouldn't have sex. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like it's not attractive. Nobody yeah. wants to see that or hear that it's that gross or, you know. and that yeah yeah. And that's just all bullshit. And really, you know, everyone should have sex. It's fun unless you don't want sex. If you're asexual, that's fine too. That's also fine. Yeah, this article didn't discredit anybody. It just boosted up the curvy girls. Mm-hmm. I probably have heard that their entire lives about how mm-hmm. they should so. lose weight, how they're not good enough, and how it's not attractive or whatever. And that's yep. so, bullshit. Yeah, that's nine reasons curvy girls. Although. When I open the, the the link is curvy girls, but when I open the article, it looks like they've changed the title to chubby girls are better in bed. Ah, really? Yeah. I think in the episode you said curvy. Well, because that's the actual link. The link is nine reasons curvy girls are better oh. in bed. It's on uh, yourtango.com. But now, like on the page, it says nine reasons chubby girls are better. I don't know why they're changing. Like in, they're interusing <laughs> curvy and chubby. That is weird. Yeah, I could see it now. I wonder when it was last edited. I don't know. Mm. But whatever. One of those yeah. two. I'm sure if you Google them, you find it. But again, it's on your, yourtango.com. So it's a fun one. And it's one we should bring back more frequently, I think, mm-hmm. especially whenever we read the the books with the more full-figured characters. Yeah, which we are getting into and they're fucking hot. Oh, yeah. I've got some on the schedule for next year. So I'm real excited for those. Yeah. And our Christmas episode was just about that. Yes. So. Nice. Yeah. The, yeah. Last week's episode. Mm-hmm. She was, she's a full-figured lady. She's adorable. Yeah. And she got magic undies. Magic 
<laughs> Sparkly underwear. Vibrating. Yes. Yeah, real cool. All <laughs> right. <laughs> so I feel like this next category is one you just added. I did, and I never told you about it. You I'm didn't. I'm an asshole. And I was like, oh, surprise. It's not because I'm an asshole. I just forgot. <laughs> and I like to think sometimes you and I have the same mind and you're like, oh, like, oh she's going to get to a blank line and be like, oh, she added something. I'll add something, too. So I did. I mean, I did. I yeah. figured it out. I was like, wait, I don't remember this category. <laughs> and I did this in particular because okay. we have had. So this uh, this one, you guys, is our favorite makeout scene. And we always talk about how we really want that nice makeup scene because there's always, you know, the tension that leads up to the sex, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It builds the nice, yeah, sexual yes. tension. And for our next book, which we will introduce at the end of this episode, obviously we've read and recorded it already, has sparked this. So I almost didn't put this in there because we actually haven't re- released this episode yet. I yet. was wondering about that. I was like, they don't know this. They have no <laughs> idea. But I'm hoping this will... <laughs> tempt them to purchase the book Loving Lena by Esther Rabbit. It's about Lena and Damon, and it's going to be our following episode. And I'm telling you guys, and I cannot explain it in this episode because you have to listen to us talk about it. It is hands down my my favorite makeout scene. It's just written so well. We've given Esther shit about not giving us sex. And she's like, (laughs) you know what, bitches? I'm going to give you intense makeout scenes and great sex. And she fucking brought it, you guys. So that's just a preview into our next episode. I just, all I can say is purchase a book, read it, and join us. Yes. That is a good scene. You guys will hear all about it Mm -hmm. in two weeks. Yeah. (laughs) Um, my favorite makeout scene was Accidental Magic by Nicole Hall, where we had Sarah and Jake, the second chance romance trope where they had been dating in high school, but then she left town pretty rapidly. She comes back when her aunt dies. And her grandma. Grandma. Somebody. And she inherits grandma and she inherits the house and she's next door to her old fling, Jake, and all those high school kind of emotions mm-hmm. <laughs> start coming back. And they just have the most divine make out dry humpy scene on the couch until they get interrupted by his sister, right? Yes. Uh-huh. And it's just mm, it's a delightful little Oh, it's good. Just grinding scene where you're just mm-hmm. like, yes. And it does. It's all that reminiscent of high school pawing at each other, making out kind of the stuff. dry so humping, heavy petting, like wet face because you don't know how to kiss yet. <laughs> Nobody knows how to kiss. Nobody knows how to kiss. <laughs> yeah. And we actually, this uh, particular episode, we interviewed Nicole. Nicole was on the show with us on that. Mm-hmm. So that was a mm-hmm. lot of fun. I think that, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then after makeout comes our favorite sex scene. Our favorite squishy. This is hard to pick. Well, yeah, because 99% of our books were sexy. It had sex. Not all of them did. Uh, We've missed a few, but... But majority of them did. And a ton of them were incredibly good. So good. So good. Yeah. But we had to narrow it down. We had to pick our favorite. One that resonated with us long past the time when we read the book, long past the episode recording, one we might still return to sometimes, either to read or to listen to. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's yours? Mine is from episode 57, Forbidden Bonds by Lexi C. Foss. This was the scene with Tom and Amelia. 
when they have sex on the floor. Now, she had been just captured. He had rescued her, but she, he, she he's still her captor. <laughs> She's <laughs> trying to escape, and she wants to, like, shoot him. But she knows if she, she kills him, he'll come back anyway as, you know, the you guys have to read the book. The whole series is amazing. And then he's just like grabs the gun. He's like, "Go ahead, shoot me!" And she can't do it because she's she's falling in love with him, and he's yeah. falling in love with her. And then they fucking bone. She gives him a blowjob in the beginning, and he's just like, "Oh my god, I can't handle this. I need to be inside you right now." And she's like, "Okay." And then they do it, and it's so so good. It's just and what intensifies their first sex scene together is all of the like hard fucking bullshit that that they had to go through to get to this scene, and they end up together. They are a mated couple. And the storyline is incredible. Lexi fucking created this amazing thing. And so Tom and Amelia's sex scene on the floor with cushions in a hotel, because hotels are fucking amazing to have Hotels are the best place for sex. So good. (laughs) Yeah, everything. All of it together. Please read it. Awesome. Enjoy it. Yes. So my favorite sex scene is from episode 39, You Slay Me by Katie (laughs) McAllister, and it involves Aisling and Drake. And in fairness, it is not actually a real scene because it's in her dream, but it actually does happen because it's like the first link in them becoming mates. And she thinks it's just her having a sexy dream, but we find out either later in that book or in the next one that she actually, when she has dreams about him, it invites him consciously into her dream. Mm-hmm. So he's participating. It's not just like her just dreaming it. Yeah, because in the second book, she has another sex dream with him. Oh, yeah. yeah. She invites him in and he, then he, he comes and takes her and is like, okay, come to my room. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she's like, she oh, runs shit. down the hall. It's just like, move over. But this scene has this chaise lounge in it. Yeah. And he's just so just uh, he just takes her and you know he has the pillows and the angle of the lounge and he just knows how to use his body and maneuver her in a way that's just it's so hot and i just i love reading it i've got it up because we when we did this episode we listened to the book Mm -hmm. but when i hit this scene i immediately went and purchased the kindle version so i could physically read Read it too (laughs) and like save the pages because it's a little easier it is sometimes harder in the audiobooks to get back to the exact scene you want yeah like even if you bookmark it it can be a little it's like doesn't necessarily book the passage you want or the length of audio you want to hear <laughs> yeah so i have the physical co- like well not physical i have the e-copy that i can actually like just pull up and be like okay 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 and read it over <laughs> and over again i do that with my favorite scene too it's oh, yeah uh, yeah it's yeah that one was a lot of fun it was fun talking to you about it because you were just fucking nuts over it i and fucking the, love this scene the, the scene and also because like aisling's my favorite girl right she's my <laughs> favorite woman but she's like <laughs> she's just talking throughout the whole thing she doesn't <laughs> shut up which uh-uh. is funny because you and i don't like the talking but but she's she not talking sexy she's no, not she's doing not talking sexy. sexy i'm i'm introducing you talk exactly. it's just like well i guess since i'm having this dream i might as well let yes him, you know <laughs> she's like i wasn't going to like him but right. since this is happening i guess it's fine okay go down on me it's cool <laughs> it's and, and she's like interrogating him at the same time like oh, that's asking true. him she questions asking about questions <laughs> yeah and he's giving her answers as he's undressing her and like going yeah. down on her on this and just you know and he's he's the sexy green dragon that gets to do that to her yeah i agree that was a good scene and i need a chaise lounge and i don't you have space for one do you- <laughs> we had one in yeah uh, we had one in belize in our room 
A Shades Lounge. Yes. Yeah. We didn't do that exact scene, but something similar happened. Yeah. Good. <laughs> That's what they're meant for. Yes. <laughs> ah, okay. So we're going to now just a bit different of an episode or a, of a topic. Instead of trying to pick our favorites of the things we've read or the, you know, scenes, the people, the anything, we, after over 99 books of mostly paranormal, but some non, and then, of course, all the other books that we just have read and been exposed to in our lives, or even movies, TV shows, romance, any way that we ingest romance, what is a trope? scene or idea that you really would like to not see again in romance that you'd like to see phase out and not be a thing yeah i think for our avid listeners they know that we don't like toxic masculinity (laughs) we are not big fans of toxic masculinity no i'm not a big fan of the overly macho the too protective or the jealous yeah i do want to i mean Okay, I'm thinking particularly of Stefano Fioraro yeah. or he whatever was, from Shadow he was Rider. Our most difficult character we've ever encountered. He, yeah, you know, uh, that one was very, very hard to read. And that was freshly read after um, another book that we didn't particularly like either. And that was uh, Feral Sins because that one also had a lot of that relationship was toxic and he was overly bearing and jealous and you know it just it wasn't a good message to send at least that's how we felt about it yeah so i think we've done a really good job of sort of stopping when we come towards a book that is starting to have a negative yep if we pick up a book and it's not hitting us right we don't we don't finish it for the podcast we don't we cannot yeah and we have been finding that a lot for the wolves unfortunately we have come across a couple wolves that we like more recently, like Patricia Eddy's Wolves were amazing. But some of the ones that we've read before displayed these tendencies that I just don't want to see. I don't want to see the... And this is just our opinion. Yes. There's going to be people who love the really macho man trope and the extreme aggressive, masculine, over jealous guys. They love reading them. Doesn't mean you want that in your life. Just because you enjoy something in your uh, fantasy world doesn't mean it's something you want out of reality. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. Again, it's just not something we enjoy reading. And we unfortunately had a couple of those stumbles in the beginning. And we went ahead and recorded those episodes, which it's just not good. No, (laughs) They weren't great episodes because we didn't enjoy the book. And that's Mm -hmm. not fair to the author or the people who do like those books. That's fine. They just weren't our cup of tea. And so, yeah, I don't need to ever read that kind of guy again. Yeah. He they, he does not do it for me. He's no no bueno. <laughs> yeah. And th- I mean, th- and that's the beauty of how we have figured out how to filter through our books, you know, and it's these are all, like you said, very personal thoughts. And mm-hmm. we're not kink shaming anybody or anything. No. If that's your if that's your thrill, that's your thrill. You know, that's that's cool. I do think it's getting more narrowed down to like subgenres where you find that mm, it's okay. not going to be as I don't think because both of those were older books. They were, and so I do think that modern romance is kind of yeah. We don't need them all to be like that. Now that doesn't we have most of our guys are still alpha men. Mm-hmm. They are. They just don't have to be grotesquely right. jealous and commanding right well that book particularly was i mean he 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 handled her in a very threatening manner and was mentally abusive oh he's abusive as hell Mm -hmm. and then that also it kind of ties into mine that i don't ever want to see again the trope that i'd like to be done with Mm -hmm. which is 
during sex when the male character, when the man says, you know, you can only come when I tell you to, or you have like where the woman has to come on his command, like mm-hmm. come now. And then she explodes. And it's just, it's, I think here's, here's the truth. <laughs> here's, here's what I kind of hit on this. Cause it, it came in a, a book that I, I'm reading recently or read recently that isn't for the podcast and it happened in it. And I was just like, what the fuck guys, what the hell is this about? <laughs> and I think what it comes down to for me personally is, I'm lucky to orgasm during sex. Mm. So I sure as shit am not letting you tell me when and how it's going to happen. If it happens, it's happening regardless of whether I was allowed to. (laughs) Fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, I just, I just, and also the idea that just by him going, come now, I'm going to orgasm. Right. Has never, ever happened (laughs) in the history of my my existence. (laughs) No. You're not magical. What the fuck? No. Yeah. And and when I come, that's because of me. It ain't because of you you're just an extra here (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe so but yeah so i just really i just those what those scenes and those you know ideas that trope rubs me the wrong way because i'm just like sir you would be lucky for me to come on your (laughs) dick So yeah. don't you dare decide that you get to control whether or not that happens yeah. by telling me, oh, no, not yet. And <laughs> that's you. just another element of a man telling a woman how to, exactly. to control like, her body and how she should feel about. Or like, uh, especially because a lot of the times when he is saying, I'm not going to let you cub yet. And then they make you beg for it. And I'm like, mm, uh-uh, I'm not going to beg for my orgasms. I have a vibrator right next door. Yeah. <laughs> that shit won't make me beg. I'll go get that. <laughs> you later i can do this without you mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah so that's not you know i don't have a specific example from one of our episodes i, I my guess is it's something fucking stefano said a <laughs> hundred fucking percent you know he controlled her sex <laughs> absolutely he did yeah so i just don't want to be told when and how i can come or i don't yeah. want women in my books to be told that way i want them to just Come freely whenever they feel the, the urge. <laughs> and I think we've been lucky enough to come across most of our books where... Oh, and, yeah. And a lot of the men were like, I want you to come first, but they didn't tell you when you can do it. No. Or stop who's you when whole, you're almost having it. Yeah. <laughs> so goal is to make you... Not only first, but if it's 80s uh, guy, what, like 53 times yes. was his goal or something ridiculous? And you're like, oh, my that's, God. That's too many, but okay. Like, it's going to fall off. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> Oversensitiveness uh. happening here. But anyway, yeah, no, I think most of our guys in books aren't like that. But I just read one that was and I was kind of like, meh. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Not happening. Absolutely. But anyway, yeah. And mostly just because personally, I'm like, that's a challenge and I'm not in... <laughs> Like again, I will. I just want it to work, and if it does, great. Mm-hmm. But not because you told me to. Yep. So that brings us now to our actual last topic that mm-hmm. we have for this special hundredth episode, and that is our favorite series yes. of books. Because again, like with a lot of paranormal romance, almost everything we've read is is not standalone books. They come in multiples: <laughs> three, four, five, hell, thirteen, thirteen, fourteen, Eve. <laughs> <laughs> or Lexi. Lexi's yeah. prolific as hell. Those so many of those books. Uh, um, so 
many. So yeah, so what is your favorite series that we have read? Um, yeah, it's uh, funny that you should bring up Lexi because it is Lexi's. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite, most favorite series is the Immortal Curse series by Lexi C. Foss. We've had the pleasure of meeting Lexi at Shameless BookCon and we have a signed original book from her and it's just a delight to read these books and we've covered two of them the first two of these series oh yeah of the immortal curse series. yeah sorry yep. the first two books yeah the immortal curse series that was blood laws and forbidden bonds which forbidden bonds was my favorite sex scene so of course <laughs> but i've also gone and read really the rest of the books as well and wicked bonds and blood king are the two most recent books mm-hmm. and i haven't read i think i haven't read the last two i may have read wicked bonds but i do other things and i can't get to them but she mm-hmm. finally has them on uh audible now so mm-hmm. that's really good and the the narration on those are pretty they're they're fun to listen to so those are always nice to kind of recap and go back to plus she also sort of redid her first book so that it can kind of flow better with the rest of the books not her whole story or anything she just did a couple of snippets and a few changes so I think the book copy that we have is the original one oh. that doesn't have the new changes, the which changes. I think is like really cool. It's got the old cover on it and stuff. So I'm like, yeah, this uh. is an original. But I would recommend this to anybody and their pet hamster. Fucking read this series. It's amazing. The story, the world, the characters, everything that she's built is good. It's so good. And the sex is so good. The characters are funny. <gasps> yeah, those that, that's, uh, that's all there I got to go. say about it. Yeah. I actually have two answers for this. Okay. One that we have read a couple of for the podcast is the Mystic Bayou series by Molly Harper. So we did the first one, How to Date Your Dragon, and then the second one, Love and Other Wild Things, which we talked about at the beginning Mm -hmm. because that's our favorite episode we've ever read, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we've ever recorded. This fucking series is so good. I've also listened to, I think there's like a 0.5 book or like a 1.5 book. There's a small book in between that I've listened to because the whole series is on Audible. I think it's actually an Audible original, um, if I'm not mistaken. Like it only exists in Audible. Maybe, maybe not. But they're great. I fucking love... I want to live in Mystic Bayou. It is the best fucking place. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's just such a fun place. It's just all these shifters, all these different magical beings all together. Just being a cute little town, little southern town. And just I love it so fucking much. And I love Zed. (laughs) He said the bear. I love bears, you guys. I know. Bears are good. (laughs) So good. But then I also want to say we did the very first book of this other series. Um, It's the Shifter Speed Dating series by Zoe Indiana. Mm. And we did the Halloween one totally spooked for a video we put out last year, 2020, uh, for Halloween. Because it takes place, the story is a speed dating event for shifters to meet human women on Halloween. And so good. It was such a good fucking book. And now she has done, I think there's eight of them now. Because she did Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day. 4th of July, and then a new one just came out last month for, at the very end of November, for technically uh, National Cookie Day, and the dude shifts into a gingerbread cookie. (laughs) 
so awesome. She does these really, really unique shifting. Oh like, my god, I love them. Characters, so much. Um, yeah, they're they're not they're not typical. typical shifters. There's I don't want to give a lot of it away, but there's a bee, there's a platypus, you know, there's a, <laughs> so a goose, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the first one for ho- for Halloween, which we did as the video was he's a bat. He's a bat. <laughs> Like they're mm-hmm. just like it's so many of the shifters you read are giant cats or yeah. bears or wolves, wolves, dragons. You know they're the the kind of apex predator type character or uh, animals from the animal kingdom, and you don't read a lot of the funnier animals. Yeah. <laughs> so these are and they're super short. Yeah. They're like seventy to hundred pages, so you can read them relatively quickly. Like one setting, you read them all in one setting. There's always a good amount of sex in them, and there's it's just introducing you to this world because she does have i think a full book in this world coming out or it's already out and i don't remember it oh okay <laughs> like, and I, i've missed it i don't know um <laughs> but yes i love it i recommend people go and get it they're so fucking fun they're yeah. just uh, and then i they become things that i pick up and i read again for each holiday <laughs> so oh, yeah. like i reread the halloween one i reread thanksgiving i reread christmas and I just love that because I like I like a little book that brings me into the season. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. I, I only did that first one because I had I just haven't had time for the other ones, but I do want to read them too. And I like you said, they're super quick. I should be able to get through them. Oh yeah. Know, fairly and they're easy. all they're all in our Kindle, so you have access to them. I've got it. No, you got to read the fuck really. <laughs> The gingerbread one you have to read. <laughs> I love that idea so much. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminds me of Shrek. And I know that the gingerbread man is not probably the same character. But, no, I just, but it's do so you good. know the muffin man? The muffin the man. The muffin man. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So, yeah, that was a whole bunch of stuff we just talked about. That's our list of favorites. This is things we have done over the last four years to celebrate our 100th episode. Yeah. So... You know, thank you everyone who's listened to us, even if you've just found us recently and are catching up or going back and listening to past episodes, or if you've been with us since the beginning, we love you. (laughs) We're so glad you guys are here and you enjoy this. Like, that's all we are. You know, we're just here trying to have fun. Mm -hmm. We enjoy just talking. So it fucking works out whether people listen or not. Yeah. (laughs) But we hope that it also is sharing books. Uh, books we love books authors we love with everyone that it's getting especially so many of our authors that are indie authors that yes. are you know your typical big names on big publishing houses um, we just love to share their work with you and with anybody who's a you know avid reader and loves reading anything including romance paranormal romance mm-hmm. so yeah and we look forward to a hundred more episodes yes absolutely <laughs> i i absolutely echo your thank you to all of our listeners and people that are supporting us and coming back a special thank you to all of the authors that have come on our show and the ones that have reached out and are willing to participate in this fun event that we do and thank you to you kalina i have enjoyed this journey of being able to openly express myself and not making it such a such a a taboo it's yeah it's not something that we should be ashamed of especially since it's paranormal romance i mean romance in itself that genre already gets 
the side eye look or the rolling eyes. Oh, sure. Like no one treats it as an right. authentic genre exactly. of actual literature. Right. And then throw in the paranormal, then it's like, oh, oh yeah. extra then kooky, right? Just well, get a bunch of people who are like, you like to fuck wolves? Uh, aliens and Oh, yeah, actually, there's vampires? a lot of aliens now. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think a lot of people think when you say paranormal, they think automatically aliens first. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of alien books lately. There are. That, si- that's a big trend aliens. right now. It is. <laughs> Fuck, Zoe was a big one of that. And, um, well, it was the we, first alien one we... Well, yeah. no, because we read... Um, and Esther. Esther's. Esther's was the first. Mm-hmm. Wait, I don't remember which one we read first. Though. I don't remember which one came first. I think it was but Esther's. They were very... I think Esther's was first, and yeah. then Zoe's was shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. And then those yep. uh, the Valentine dragon aliens that we never got into again. But we got into aliens. They were. They were aliens, but they were dragon shifters, but they were aliens. Yeah. And they had a spaceship. Mm-hmm. I can't really wrap my head around that one. But no, anyway. no. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last alien we had, which was one of the dragon books, when she ended up being an alien, when she came to oh, Earth to save us, but we ended not up- a dra- It was not a dragon book. Um, that was the Mortal Guardians, the second. Oh, book that's right. It wasn't a dragon Mortal book. Guard- yeah, yeah. They're more vampire-ish. <laughs> But not vampires. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. You're right. Okay. So yeah. Anyway, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank mm-hmm. you, Jim Townsend, who does our music. Um, yes. Or he did a long time ago, and we just keep using it. <laughs> <laughs> we do, and I was able to get that shortened for us because he had a really light, nice, and long, beautiful melody that he did for us. But mm-hmm. Jim, you've been with us for every episode. Thanks, Jim. Every single one. <laughs> Love it. So, yeah. All right, guys. Let me tell you guys a little bit about the next book. I mean, I guess we sort of already did when I talked about my favorite makeout scene. But for our next episode, we are going to read Loving Lena by Esther Rabbit. For those of you who are familiar with Esther and us, we do have a history with her because we love our Esther. This will be actually the first book that we've read of hers that we don't get to interview her for. And it's not, you know, because we didn't want to. But we thought it would be kind of cool to just review it as a regular book. So join us for that. That's going to be in a couple weeks when you join us again. Yes. And in the meantime, please reach out. Tell us what you love about our podcast, what you don't. Uh, you know, we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Constructive criticism, right? <laughs> you can find us on social media. We are Shh, Dirty Books on Instagram, pin, uh, not Pinterest. Why would I say that? <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> Fucking no. Uh, <laughs> Facebook. Uh. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, sh- dirty books. Or you can email us directly at dirtybooks at gmail.com. And in all those places, it is sh- with three H's. And as usual, you can visit us on our website at sturdybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. We've already thanked Jim for his music and we continue to thank him. We continue to thank you guys. If you can go and please rate, review, subscribe to us, you know, that's just all we ask. You know, that join us in that. I think that that's great. That's awesome. This has been a fabulous 100th episode. Thank you for, you know, sticking through with us for so yeah, long. Yeah, we love it. So we do. we'll be back with normal episodes next time. We <laughs> will. So with that, we'll say goodnight. This is Saylette. This is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Saylette. Be sure to tune into the next episode. Some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.